couple more minutes and then we'll, we'll get rolling. I feel weird sitting in this room, this big ginormous room all by myself. And I, well, for a second I was like, oh, is that a different meeting room? And I was like, no, I recognize that. No. The artistry. I'm just sitting at like the head of the table. Naturally. I mean, like, you're like, it's your meeting to command, essentially. Exactly. Makes sense. Hey, Kylie. Hello. I saw your note in the SF Office channel. And so, looking for a new book. Ooh. So, indoctrinate you to the club. <laughs> a very formal process. <laughs> As a book club should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a gavel calling to order, and then like a, um, Yana, you know what's the uh, the rules of order, what is that thing called? Robert's Rules of Order. Robert's. Yeah. All over this. I tried to, <laughs> like, like Allie putting out fires, I tried to torch the rules uh, when I did the um, alumni club. There was very formal, like, nah, A, I don't know the rules, B, I'm not going to learn the rules, C, let's get rid of the rules. And then I ran the group into the ground. So <laughs> maybe we needed those rules. Actually, so, um, far, right. so far, this seems like continuation of our CSM group with J Love. And J Love. <laughs> Welcome, J Love. Um, <laughs> that's J Love. Um, yeah, so actually, fun, fun fact I started the congressional debate team at Northwestern. And for probably seven years afterwards, I would get like notices from the like, whatever organization like runs all of the like official groups on Northwestern's campus. Apparently oh, yeah. left, like no one replaced my email. And so I would just <laughs> get, like notifications to pay for the group and like, you know, requests because you have to like pay some like nominal fee. Right have a group on campus or whatever and I was like guys I was like this person took over this group like I have I graduated like five years ago like leave me alone <laughs> and yes I kept like at some point I just started reply, like replying like unsubscribe in all caps <laughs> <laughs> I do love doing that I borrowed that from college when you were on some listserv or something how you got off it was you said to reply unsubscribe so now you just do that for everything right, yeah. group emails with NP2 Jaleb sends me something about research, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> or like there's stuff in the sink, unsubscribe. <laughs> um, the, uh, all right, let's uh, get rolling. Uh, so Kylie, uh, welcome. Uh, this is your first foray into our book club. Um, so quick, uh, <laughs> so eager. Uh, Jonathan once had that smile too. Uh, but uh, so as a quick primer, general format is we will just kind of go around and share what we're reading. Um, if you're not reading anything, that's cool too. Um, but whatever it is, books, magazines, um, or if there's podcasts that uh, you found super interesting, share that. Um, probably like five, ten minutes each-ish. Um, and then when there are new people, um, for the group, if you don't know the other people, quick intro to yourself. Uh, so we'll keep that today uh, for our podcast listeners, uh, which is upwards. I haven't checked the metrics. Possibly seven. I don't know. Uh, all right. So that's the general format. Uh, normally when I'm in the office, I'll try and bring sweets and stuff. Um, but let's go. Who wants to share first? Jonathan, uh, you have any new updates on your Tweety book or what are you reading now? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a few books past that, actually. Not to Whoa. Brag. Humble brag. Um, yeah. Kylie, uh, my first 
attendance was. I think the first one, and then I haven't shown up since, not because I <laughs> haven't wanted to, but because just things have come up. But I'm actually, and I heard this, um, this was brought up in the last one because I was listening to the podcast. So I don't want to beat a dead horse or anything, but um, I also started um, The Hobbit a few days after um, our kickoff. Um, so this was, um, I had tried to read the Hobbit and the other Lord of the Rings books a few times. Um, uh, are we getting, in, I'm sorry, are we getting into books or am I just introing myself? Sure. No, but you're, uh, giving ammo to Yana, who is not a Hobbit lover. So, oh no, you said you like the Hobbit. <laughs> no, no, I love the Hobbit. It's Lord of the Rings I can't stand. <laughs> what, what's your opinion on Silmarillion is? That's when you're getting real deep. Okay, that's that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Um, well, anyways, I'm Jonathan, um, and uh, I'm actually halfway through the two, two towers now. Um, I've been cruising through them, and I'm a big fan, Yana. That's fine. I know a lot of people. I know I am like mine is a what is that? What is it the kids call it? A hot take? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so apparently I have a, an unpopular opinion. Is my hot take? <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for teaching us new words, Yana. Keeping us fresh. <laughs> Learn something new every day, literally. <laughs> that should be a reoccurring segment. I, it's because I have a, an unhealthy <laughs> Yana's hot take. Because <laughs> I have an unhealthy addiction to Buzzfeed, uh, <laughs> so I just I like pick up things from the kids there, you know. Try to, try to be a cool mom. <laughs> uh, so, Jonathan, for your uh, Tolkien reading, um, you're midway through Two Towers. That's the second of the three, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, and then, um, I guess uh, the issues Yana had with uh, excessive narration in her terms. Um, <laughs> how have you found either keeping track of the names or the places, the birds? you know actually because i had i have seen the movies what has helped is it takes like less brain space or brain power to imagine faces which sometimes actually trips me up when i read books if i my mind can't settle with how somebody looks in my head um i'll like mix faces up with names i don't know um so that's helped because there are so many names and so many characters. I know all of them and I'm familiar with most of them from seeing the movie. So that kind of helps me um, keep track. As far as the excessive narration, I know last time someone brought up like a lot of travel sequences. Um, I agree. They can get a little long winded. Uh, I won't, I won't deny it, but um, for the most, most part, I enjoy it. I think I, I also get tripped up like directionally. He's always calling out like directions, like the hills to the east yeah. or, or whatever. And that, that can sometimes be, I, I keep going back to the maps at the back of the book. And it's, it's like, why am I doing this? Does this, does this matter for this moment in the book? Yeah. The answer is probably no. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever would have wanted to go on a road trip. Do you think uh, Tolkien would have been like the worst co-pilot ever? Yeah. Give me the worst direction. <laughs> Uh, well, keep us posted, Jonathan. Let us know how it turns out, if it's at all like the movies and they succeed in their mission. 
like, I like them better so far. That's what I will say. But yeah. Uh, Yano, you want to hear something or Kylie? Let's go next. Um, I'll go next. Hang on, I have to find my book so I can hold it up. I do love the show and tell component. <laughs> I right. too like have the book from the library so like, I can demo it. This is what a book looks like. I'm reading. I know. I'm reading two books right now that are like lightish reading. So the first one is called Eat Pretty Every Day. Eat Pretty. <laughs> eat pretty every day um but actually i do really enjoy this this is like a, it's a good you know first sort of quarter while your like new year's resolutions are still kind of hot um book and it's actually like pretty fun it's just like a little so every day you get like a little recommendation for like eating or meditating or exercising and it's 365 days with like very good nutritional recommendations um but also kind of intermixed with just like what are things that are um like scientifically proven to impact um like better digestion at certain times of year and how you like mix uh, seasonal food with what's going on um uh, in terms of like spices and things so i as a foodie um, just really enjoyed it. Um, I'm pretty much like I've been kind of keeping I, so I reread it every like I've had it for maybe eight months and I've kind of started in the middle because I bought it I think in the summer and it starts like winter, spring, summer, fall. So I'm just kind of coming up into the spring. So yeah, so that one's kind of fun. But this one's like more it's just like a read a page a day. So it's very easy to just like have on your nightstand and read before you go to bed. Um, so I've enjoyed, been enjoying that. Um, the book that I'm actually starting right now, so I haven't gotten very far into it, but it was recommended to me. It's called um, True Ladies and Proper Gentlemen. And it's um, supposed to be like a very interesting take on uh, like proper etiquette that is like taken from the Victorian era, but is like still relevant to people today. So it's written by this woman who like runs a blog and um, she like dresses, she does like dress up in the Victorian era, like as a, as a historian. So she goes, she works at a museum and she does sort of historical interpretation. And so she was kind of thinking about like, how do I take, which is, you know, for anyone that knows anything about my history, like I used to work at a Victorian mansion and was a curator. And so this is like my, my jam, this is my time period. Um, and so she's kind of taking like a lot of these etiquette things and uh, looking at like, which ones are still relevant, which ones are kind of outdated, um, but which ones are just good to apply generally to people today. So I'm excited to kind of get into this. Um, I think I'm gonna bring it to Cabo and uh, read it there. Cause it's nice. Humble brag, what is your hot take from the book well i haven't really gotten too deep into it i like literally have read like a like a, a chapter so there's not a lot of hot takes from the book yet i'll let you know next, right. next time yeah, but, our, our poolside read yeah i uh, think yeah yeah um Abby, what are you reading um i just finished one of my murder mystery books <laughs> the How did it end, or is it a spoiler um, well, okay, so I'm, I'm now <laughs> on the seventh book of um, this nine book series by this author named Linda LaPlante, and she's a British crime author. She's written like 30 some books, like she just reads, she just writes like books all the time. And um, this specific series follows this detective named Anna Travis, um, and every book is a different, essentially like crime um, and a different case that she's working. And 
this last one, um, shoot, how did it end? Cause I just started the next one. So now my brain's on the next one. Um, this last one. Oh, it was this very twisted story of, um, a son that went missing older. He was like in his thirties. His dad ends up reporting him missing. Um, come to find out it's not his biological father through this, all this like backstory that the mom was having trouble getting pregnant. So she actually ended up going to a donor. He never knew that she went to a donor. And so when they were trying to determine whether or not this like blood stain they found in his apartment was actually him they couldn't match any DNA. And so then there was like this whole DNA thing and it was very twisted. Then all of a sudden there's like a drug bust involved with it as well. Like there's a lot of like twists and turns and loops um, in her books. And then you always are like the last six pages, like <laughs> at the end of it. Um, so that one ended, I won't tell you how it ended in case you want to read it. Um, but the next one is, has to do with like a cold case file of um, some kids that went missing. So that's the book that I'm on um, right now. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, so you read a series and she's pretty prolific, writes a ton. Um, how different do you find book to book is? Like, do you, so it's a shared character. There's one consistent theme it's throughout them, different character. cases. Yeah. Um, they're not very different in terms of like how they're written, kind of like the storyline. Like you always know, like once you're like three quarters of the way through, like you're going to have a really good guess on who yeah. did it or who, you know, who, who's like the murderer essentially. In the beginning, they throw out all these like characters and you're like, oh no, it's this one. Oh no, it's this one. Oh no, it's this one. Um, and then it always ends with some like jaw dropping like twist. Um, so they're yeah. pretty consistent in terms of like, okay, if I keep reading, like I will figure this out. I will find out. Um, I think she does a really great job though, in terms of the actual character development of Anna Travis, like the detective and the group of detectives that she uses for this series specifically. Anna is the main character, but she also has her team. Um, yeah. And they all have very like in-depth storylines into themselves as well that she develops throughout the books as well, um, which I really like. And they're just a really easy, like quick read that's like captivating and keeps you engaged. Um, but yeah, they're not like, they're pretty, I, I don't want to say they're predictable because the story itself isn't predictable, but the structure of the book is predictable. Gotcha. I'm sure there's probably like pretty standard couple options on how you present or structure a mystery. <laughs> but yeah. you had it. Um, so in that regard, it's like, well, it, the, the genre is pretty well established. Um, so I think the only, I didn't read them. It's like everything I, I get is from secondhand if someone else read it and then I pretend like I knew it. Uh, so the Gone Girl stuff where it's kind of a chronicle of letters that jump back and forth from people. So like that's a style versus yeah. a narrator versus first person. Um, hers goes back and forth from narrator to first person. Um, so like third no, person, like, like there's some other person narrating? Yeah. Um, there's another cool. book series though that I just discovered that apparently the author is also very great by the name of Ken Follett, Follett maybe? Okay. 
the night of, uh, over water and pillars over um, earth apparently mm -hmm. are like great. And he also has series. So that's going to be my next, once I finish these last two of the Anna Travis that I'm going to jump over to this new author. So I'll see uh -oh. what his writing style is compared to, um, you know, Linda LaPlante's writing style. But I will say yeah. that I have been like a couple books that I've read now, like in between the series. And it's very hard for me to like get into them. Mm. I've heard of Bear Town. It's like a recent like new hit um, that everyone's been reading. And I, I started reading it and I just like could not get into it because I think it was just like the writing of the author wasn't what I was like the cadence of what I was kind of used to. So I need, it's a habit that I need to essentially break because <laughs> I only read Linda LeBlanc. Yeah, well, only like any history is by it has to be written by them. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> yeah. nope, go. Uh, thanks, Allie. Mm -hmm. uh, Kylie, uh, what are you reading, or what do you want to share? I'm not reading anything right now. Um, I've a few months ago I got really into podcasts since I got some new headphones, so I can now hear what I'm trying to listen to, <laughs> on, which makes you know, which is helpful. Um, and so. I don't know. I've been I've been kind of cycling between like HBR's Idea Cast. I started like a marketing one, but last month I was also listening to it's like a it's a pretty short series from like the Kentucky public radio station um, on that one politician that basically lied his way into Congress and then well, there's a spoiler. Well, I mean it's it, and so it's called the Pope's Long Con, and he just basically. It's very good. It's like it's only like seven episodes, so it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Ali might be up your alley. It's kind of like a crime, yeah, investigation, but real. So true crime. Sign me up. That's all the podcast I listen to. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was really good. Um, and then I don't know. I'm looking for a book. I feel like I haven't read a book for fun in like a couple years now. And I don't know what kind Came of the right book. place, Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm looking for a really good fiction book, and I have. I feel like I haven't read fiction in a long time. Um, I I did really like Lord of the Rings. I read the whole. I read Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Sumerian, and then like I was very deep into. Token uh, and How his friend. How dark do you want to get? What'd you say? How dark do you want to get? I, okay, I get nightmares very easily. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I won't suggest any books. <laughs> like, do you like necromancy? Oh, boy. no, not this that's again. Real dark. I call that. <laughs> not this again. It's a good one. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. Um, have you read the Abhorsen trilogy by Garth Nix? Garth Nix. I also will say I re I really enjoyed like really old school like Victorian <laughs> English, but I'm trying to move to like more contemporary authors and like be more. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Henry James is a classic. Yeah. Um. So you know, like like for books where it's like here is a long description of the journey, and this is just <laughs> we are still. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's about the journey, not the destination. I understand. Um, 
we just got to describe the journey. Like, I'm okay with that. Uh, interesting. Garth Nix. So, from a fantasy perspective, actually, Victorian literature I can just go through. If you, if you want to get back into that, I can give you, like, 20 recommendations. I know some obscure shit from that time period. Um, <laughs> basically, that's my MO, man. Um, but Garth Nix of the Aporson Trilogy, which, sorry for those of you who were on last time, I'm going to go through this again, which I think might have just been Ledette, actually. Did anyone uh, else? No. Uh, from here? No, Ellie was there last time. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're going to have to listen to me go through Garth Nix. Well, what again. kind of fantasy? Like, is this, like, dragon's fantasy? Is this, like, wizardry? <laughs> so it's, it's, I would say, like, the closest thing is, like, wizardry. Um, so Garth Nix is an Australian author, and this is, like, um, I mean, there's definitely, like, a nice little homage to Tolkien if you're kind of into that. It's much mm-hmm. faster paced, like, a lot more happens. Um, there's three books, so it's the Aporson, um, sorry, it starts as Sabriel, then it's the Aporson, and then... Um, Sabriel, Lyriel, the Porson. Sorry, it's been a few years. Um, and so it the first it, it's like a very strong female character driven like group of books, if you're into that. Um, it's basically the premise of the first book is that it starts with this young woman who is training to be what's called the Aporson. So it's like the opposite of the necromancer. Her her father was the Aporson and he goes missing. Um, and so in this realm that is controlled by this thing called the Charter, which is kind of like the, the Charter of Magic, um, the, there are necromancers who bring people back from the dead and she puts people back, sort of back to rest, essentially. is like the job of the Aporson is to like go against, because necromancy is considered to be like a very... Like something yeah. where I might get a nightmare. You think you would get a nightmare? Okay. She might already have one now, just on that. Like, that's enough. Just like trying to read about that. I was just going through like my books on my Kindle app to be like, I wonder if any of these could be good. And they're all just like true crime or murder mystery. (laughs) The other one one that I was talking about that I was reading, uh, it's called The Wizard of Earthsea. Um, It's much milder. uh, And uh, it's like from 19... 68 i think so it's like actually just kind of post tolkien and the writing's a little bit less like um like it's much more kind of the the writing is almost like the way that stories were told in sort of the medieval era where like you don't even really get a name for people like it's just like so and so you know (laughs) what yeah Mm-hmm. yes like that like it's it's less about like character development in that like interpersonal sense but the storyline is i mean it's a very like classic joseph campbell-esque like hero story so i enjoyed it from that perspective um i think it's just like a good self it has like some nice like self-introspective like it's very easy to apply yourself to the character um some nice like oral tradition there so I, I recommend that one. It's definitely not, like, nightmare-inducing. Not a lot, like... <laughs> like I, I, didn't, I didn't know watch, for Kylie, though. I, don't I know, didn't yeah. watch season two of Handmaid's Tale because I was like, I'm out. It's too much. I can't do it anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I will add this to the list. I also... Okay, well, if this helps, I, what is on my list next that I've been meaning to finish is 100 Years of Solitude by... I love that book. Marquez. Yeah? Okay. It was, I was halfway through reading it, and then my partner accidentally put it in the washing machine, so. Oh, no. <laughs> what? does that even happen? <laughs> I guess she just dumps the lot. It's fine. It's, it's fine. But it's, 
Okay. I have a little post it recommendation. I have to, I need more about the story. Was it like on top of the laundry? Like how did you just dump it <laughs> just in? To, just she tries yeah, to be efficient about her life and then just like carries things in buckets. She's like, well, I have two hands. <laughs> containers to carry everything. But anyway. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, as, as far as. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I think it's just like, it's a new genre. That's very like a new, like, framework of the world <laughs> that was really yeah. unfamiliar to me like in terms of like magical realism or um like like I had a really hard time understanding like the mechanics of the world <laughs> that was being portrayed and so that was really it's really interesting and like I think it helps me understand like a whole other culture <laughs> more so yeah, I'll be curious um, when, when you pick it back up. I'll be curious to hear what you what you think. I love that book. For sure. Right, Isn't so the Golden Compass? Read. Sorry. I did read that one a long time ago, yeah. Okay, because that's kind of in the in-between. It's in the in-between there. Yeah. I was curious for those who haven't read The 100 Years of Solitude, like short blurb, what would you say in your, if you're pitching it, Jonathan? Or is it just it's, beyond description? It's sort of... Um, like it's generations of a single family um, kind of within the same home. Um, and I wish I could describe well the way that Gabriel Garcia Marquez writes. Um, not only is it magical realism, but it's like the way that he writes. Uh, uh, he just will... And it's and I know we've talked about excessive narration, but it's it's not the case here. He's but he like branches off into all these side stories, but the way he he just kind of weaves them all beautifully together within one section of one chapter. Like it's I don't know. He he he's he's just a great writer. I I don't have a great way to describe it. Um, but it's but plot wise, it's essentially one family, just generations of one family um, within within their country. Yeah, I think for me, my wife read it, so it sounds a little bit familiar uh, based on what you've shared so far, I think. So when I pay attention on the train to what she's reading, I get little little nuggets, so it sounds familiar. Yeah, I think for me, it was what, what was just really interesting was, like, coming from, like, my a very, like, Western philosophy of, like, understanding the world, it was, I was really frustrated with the book, uh, not just Marquez, but also, uh, what? like the first time I read about magical realism and like in high school was like Pedro Paramo right and and so it was really frustrating for me to be like what is real what is not real um and then the answer is like it is all real maybe so <laughs> it, it was just a really interesting like exercise <laughs> cool uh as for my show and tell my book is say what you mean a mindful approach to nonviolent communication. Yana <laughs> uh, uh, can say whether or not this is working in our, in our uh, desk by desk communication. Um, so I heard about this one uh, on a podcast, um, and the author, Orin J. Safer, um, he leads meditations on the 10% Happier app. Um, so if you ever do those mindfulness or meditation apps, uh, he's one of the practitioners, um, and so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. But um, there are a couple of takeaways from the podcast, and I started reading the book and probably two chapters in. Um, so uh, 
like Diana, it will be my exciting beach read. Uh, so the interesting takeaway that I had uh, from the podcast, and I'll uh, share a link to the group um, for the podcast if you want to listen to it. It's like half hour. Um, but it is uh, a general, hey, Maddie, uh, framework for communication in different ways to approach uh, conversations or communication. So five steps uh, that he lays out. Uh, step one is you state an observation. Step two is you share the impact that observation has on you. Three, you declare a desired outcome. Four, you request more information. And five, you uh, agree on the path moving forward. Um, so a lot of it is what um, we talk a lot about on the customer success team when you work with clients, um, but then also um, just general meetings internally or uh, partners, friends, whatever, uh, the importance of listening, uh, being quiet, um, and being thoughtful. Um, and so one of the things here, too, is like when you're in a meeting or a conversation, um, actually be in that conversation. Um, which is tough when we work, we juggle a lot um, and trying to stay productive, whether it's Slack or email or someone walks by. Um, but when you are in a meeting, try to really focus on that meeting. Um, and uh, that whole note of like being present or is what's real, real. Uh, so like trying to center yourself in the way of I'm in this meeting right now, I'm sitting in this chair, I feel that I'm sitting. Let me uh, really intentionally listen uh, to what the other person is saying. Uh, so for a lot of that, uh, really resonated with me. And then one of the other parts, um, some basics that we get trained a lot on of trying to uh, confirm um, and repeat back what you heard from someone. Uh, so just standard things of like, let me see if I'm understanding you. So repeating back what someone said um, to show understanding. Um, and then one of the other things I liked a lot, in addition to that five-step framework, was essentially like two questions to think of ahead of a conversation or ahead of a meeting. Um, is kind of what your goal is. But um, if you're trying to get someone to do something, asking yourself, what do I want this person to do? Um, so if I'm meeting with Jonathan and something work-related um, and we need uh, some ticket snafu cleared or like whatever it is, there's some problem that I need solved. So I need Jonathan's help to do it. That's my goal. Um, there are different ways I could try and get Jonathan to do it. I could ask. Uh, I could coerce, I could bribe if you're a celebrity in Hollywood, um, just pay enough money to get it done. Um, but uh, one of the things he argues is if you use your power, so like if you're a manager, if you're a senior or whatever, it's like, I'm telling you to do this, I'm better than you or higher than you, whatever, uh, there's only so far that that will go in the grand scheme of time. Like the person might do it that time, but then the next time you ask them to do something, it's like, well, they didn't really make me feel great. <laughs> like, uh, throwing me under the bus and like telling me what to do. Um, so trying to be mindful of those things, like how can I um, share the vision or desire shared goal of getting some task completed? Um, and then the other uh, along with that was what do I want the, um, the other person's reasons to be for doing something? So is it fear of like, oh, all right, I might get yelled at or uh, they won't talk to me or like think about our friend relationships. So like if you're trying to get someone uh, to do something um, and you play on their FOMO or whatever it might be. Uh, Yana knows my FOMO is strong. Um, but uh, like when you know those different levers, like which do you use, which do you not use and trying to just be clear of uh, what you want out of the conversation, then approaching um, with the goal in mind before you start the conversation and going back to like um, stating an observation, uh, what your desired outcome is, um, ask for more information. Maybe there's something we don't know. 
Um, maybe it's workload, maybe it's other stress outside of work um, that could be contributing to something, um, but then finding a path forward. So a lot of helpful stuff. And then um, the other thing that I took from the podcast and in the book a little bit um, is trying to reverse. If my goal is X and I want someone to complete something or respond in a certain way, get excited about something, work backward from that goal versus like I need to tell someone something Try and pause and take a step. I want them to want to do it or I want them to be excited about doing it or um, whatever that might be. Think about what that goal is and what you want the receiver to be in that communication, what their mindset is, what their reasons are, um, and then work backwards from that. Um, so the book is, see what you mean, nonviolent communication, a mindful approach. Um, so I'll put the link to, uh, to the podcast because I found helpful. Um, yeah, so that's my book uh, from March. Uh, Maddie, welcome. Uh, what are you reading these days? So I have, um, I just started uh, probably a week ago the book that Ray talked about in Last Book Club. Um, and so I've been listening to it on my commute, and it is weird. <laughs> but it's, Which one is it? It was Which one? It's called Sleeping Beauties. Um, oh, the Stephen King one? No, it's a, it's a Stephen King novel, and it's, like, about all the women in the world, like, fall asleep, like, or, like, basically, like, they, they get this disease and, like, go into a coma with, like, a it's like literally, like, a cocoon around their head. It is so weird, but it's really interesting. So, if you're looking for a very different, very interesting book, I would recommend it. Um, and it's, like, it's, like, a good one for the commute because... I like it. It makes the commute go by so quickly because you just like get really rapid. <laughs> so it's good. Have you ever missed cool. your stop? Yes, I have. <laughs> Literally, listening to this book, I missed. I was on the. Also, it was the worst one to miss because I was supposed to transfer from the purple line to the brown line at a stop, and I just I wasn't paying attention, and then and then I was on a purple line express, so it took me so far north. So that was fun. How long did it take you? Oh Too long. <laughs> you got more reading time in though. But yeah, it was. It's very good. It's very interesting. Oh man. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So recapping our books from today. Uh, so Jonathan started The Hobbit. Um, now he's on Two Towers. Oh, I think you've yeah. read about one of the towers so far. You're halfway through. Looking for the other tower. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Also, J-Love, I just re started rereading the uh, Fellowship, literally last week. So oh, nice. We're on Very that same nice. train. This is actually a totally a first read for me. Oh. I've never read through them. So, oh my god. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to chat on it. Yeah. It's, so long ago. Oh, so or we can do like a second breakfast uh, habit style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my anyways. god, yes. Yana's books were Eat Pretty and True Ladies and Proper Gentlemen. Um, I'm excited to eat pretty because anyone who's eating lunch with me is just awake of <laughs> whatever crumbs. Uh, and then Allie, uh, what was the name of the book that, in the series? I don't know what the name of the current one was. Uh, true one crime the one that I just finished was called Bloodline. The new one that I just started is called Backlash. Bloodline. Bloodline. Cool. And then uh, Kylie shared her podcast, HBR IdeaCast, and then um, referenced 100 Years of Solitude. Uh, and then Maddie, yours, I didn't take notes, uh, was... Sleeping Beauties. It's the one Ray recommended right. last time, yeah. 
We just talked about it. <laughs> that short-term memory just gone. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, and thanks for listening to the podcast when you can't make it. Uh, tune in next month. Bye, everybody. Cool, bye. bye.